0: Open Forum Wednesday and opening night for the Sacramento Kings and a lot of other teams around the NBA. How are you, everybody? Just had a really fun show with Jerry Reynolds and Ryan in Sacktown, and really great to have so many people uh, join us on the stream. If you missed it, uh, you can check it out on my YouTube channel if you don't like that with Grant Napier. All right, so opening night for the Sacramento Kings. We'll talk about that. Padres are up 7-4 on the Phillies in the bottom of the fifth, but back to the NBA, big day. Opening night, game coming up in three hours, all right? And then we have a special show tonight right here on Listen App. I'm going to be coming on at 9.30. So right after the Kings-Blazers game, I will be coming on at 9.30 right here. On Listen app, So make this your post game stop. Well, we'll talk about the game. We'll take phone calls. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Now, something else we do on Wednesdays. Not only is it open form Wednesday, but we also do a fantasy round table. So whenever somebody wants to start talking fantasy football, that will be my signal to start saying, okay, let's go. And I'll put everybody up on stage and we can have our fantasy football round table. All right. So Kings and Blazers tonight. Last night, uh, we had two games in the NBA. uh, Boston beating Philadelphia, the Warriors. uh, No problem with the LA Lakers. And a very busy night uh, in the association against Sacramento and the Blazers. Elsewhere, Orlando is at Detroit. Indiana hosts Washington. Houston travels to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Uh, Pelicans are in Brooklyn to take on the Nets. Miami hosts Chicago. No Zach Levine in that game. Toronto home to Cleveland. Knicks are in Memphis. The Thunder and Timberwolves hook up in Minneapolis. Charlotte is at San Antonio. Denver's on the road to take on the Jazz. And Dallas is at Phoenix. Those are your other games, all right? So that's your NBA schedule. And uh, Sacramento on Friday has a, uh, or I shouldn't say on Friday, this weekend has the uh, LA Clippers coming up for you so you know again just go out play the games and you got 82 just look for some consistency look for some consistency all right open forum wednesday love it let's get to some phone calls and get the show rolling and we're going to start off with trent hey trent
3: hey grant great to hear you again um i was uh I was watching 60 Minutes uh, back on Sunday night um, in between the uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys, and I caught the uh, interview they had with Deion Sanders, and I thought if, I was just wondering if you saw that or not.
0: I did not see the uh, 60 Minutes segment on Deion Sanders. What did you think I of thought
3: it was really good. I thought it was a uh, – I mean, he – I actually did an internship for the L.A. Dodgers back in 1997, and when he played for the Cincinnati Reds, he actually uh, – Hit a few home runs. There was a night where he hit a home run uh, against the Dodgers back then, and I was actually, uh, I was actually cleaning up the warning track in center field, and uh, he actually walked by me, and he was probably one of the very first guys that actually had the uh, the cell phone to the ear, so nobody would bother him, kind of thing. And I just thought, I just thought to myself, wow, that's Deion mm-hmm. Sanders. He plays uh, two professional uh, sports. He plays NFL and Major League Baseball. I just thought it was cool. But um, I thought it was really good. I thought it's a. Uh, I actually actually uh, observe the uh, UC Davis football team uh, practice uh, uh, pretty often, and I can seeing their accommodations as opposed to what Jackson State has accommodations for. It's pretty uh, it's pretty uh, pretty different. So I thought it was. I thought Deion Sanders being down there is a positive – a step in the right direction for that uh, for that program, so I just thought it was good all around.
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that think he's leaving uh, to go to a PowerPoint oh, really? conference, and they think this is going to be his last year. That, well, that's that's what the talk is. A lot of people feel that he's leaving, uh, that this will be his last year. So he's going to be in demand. There's no question about that, so uh, time will tell. But, Trent, always good to hear from hey, thank you, thank you. Have a good take take care. Yeah. All right. God bless. Yep. Thanks. Bye-bye now. All right. All right, let's get to uh, Jeff right here on Listen Up. Hey, Jeff, hey, what's going Grant. on?
4: You hit the century mark today on YouTube.
0: Hey, Jeff, you know what? Um, I'm I'm happy for baby steps, but uh, this is going to be going to four digits soon. So you know that's great. But um, You know, I gotta I gotta walk before I can run. But that you know, I'm I got much higher expectations than three digits.
4: Yeah, and, and, and people love Jerry. I mean, he of course they do. Sean. I love Sean. Both great, both great guests. You know, Sean he he's right on, and he he's he just no holds barred. He's straight to the point and uh, very insightful. And Jerry, I mean, he is he's smart as a on and all of his reviews he does on these players and stuff. So yep, it's very enjoyable. So I just wanted to pass that along.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate you watching. Thank you very much.
4: Yeah, it was very enjoyable. I mean, and no, there was no trouble with uh, uh, the, um, the voices or anything. It was perfect. Perfect. today. Thank you.
0: Thank perfect.
4: you. Perfect. Anyways, yep. hey, so seeing the game last night with the Warriors and Lakers, and of course LeBron came on afterwards, basically. I mean, he's a one-man team, basically. You know, well, he has Davis. And he's got Westbrook. But, you know, the Westbrook, he just doesn't gel properly with that lineup. Uh, I guess the rumor, I mean, he's just basically begging for like Buddy Healed to come to that team. I mean, what do you think about that?
0: I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I'm not in the Lakers organization. I mean, LeBron made it very clear at the end of the game last night uh, about lack of uh, perimeter shooting. So, you know, we'll see. You know, it's in order to acquire a player, you have to have players that are, you know, desirable for other teams. I don't think Russell Westbrook's desirable for too many franchises. So, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see.
4: Russell Westbrook has that big ass contract, 40 something million dollar contract yep. hanging over. Yes,
0: he does. The- yes, he does. Yep. Yeah.
4: Anyways, uh, also, looks like, boy, the San Diego just batted around. And it was great to see the Nola brothers face off against each other. And uh, the uh, San Diego Padre Nola got a hit off his brother and drove in a run and, start, and started a big rally. So pretty
0: cool, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. They've gone to the sixth now, uh, and it is seven to four after uh, the Phillies uh, won two nothing uh, yesterday. And uh, it was very, uh, it was it was a lot of fun for me to watch that game because one of my best friends was the home plate umpire. Uh, and I thought he did a great job yesterday, so I was pumped to see him uh, on that stage. But, boy, that, that that home run that Kyle Schwarber hit, I mean, that's just absolutely, I mean, it looked like that was shot out of a freaking cannon.
4: It's still going. <laughs>
0: yep. It was pretty Mickey, amazing. Mickey yep.
4: Mantle-like. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep.
4: And, absolutely. Uh, anyways, c- uh, can I start fantasy football, or is it too early? Yep. No, go ahead. Okay. Anyways, I have to pick up uh uh a player for for my slot uh and I was thinking about Latavius Murray and I had Samuel the receiver but Latavius Murray is available and he it seems like uh Gordon has been benched benched for the Broncos and yeah
0: fumbling uh, problems yep
4: and so I just wanted to put it out there what people think about me picking up Murray for uh Curtis Samuel from the Washington Redsk- Redskins.
0: All right. Well, why don't we uh, welcome in everybody? We've got uh, Cody. We got Connor. Uh, we've got Waggus, and we also have a Dorian, who I believe is a first-time guest. So we got Ryan in Sacktown. That's also adding here, and um, we're, we're bringing us in. All right, Wagus, uh, I put you on first. What do you think about that? And good to talk to you, buddy.
5: Good to talk to you too. Um- you know i would stay away from anything that has to do with the denver broncos offense right now they have absolutely too. no idea i mean even i just looking at them they have I have no idea what they're doing just so please stay away from that, yep. that that's my... all right cody what do you think about that cody
6: yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't want to get latavius murray either it's it's too much of a dice roll uh, the coach, he came out today and said that Melvin Gordon will start week seven. But that could just be one series. So I, I try to avoid that one, Jeff.
0: All right. We got all the background noise because of Ryan and the dog. And I can see here his family in the background. Ryan, what do you think,
1: bud? Uh, Gordo thinks both are bad plays. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could I could tell that. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Um, no, what I was going to say is I, I just – I kind of have a feeling the Broncos' offense might get a little better without Russ, and they may run the ball a little
7: bit more.
0: (laughs) Okay. Connor, welcome to the show, buddy. Connor, what do you
7: think? I would stay away from the Broncos' backfield, especially with Gordon still there. I don't want to be a part of a running back by committee or a split backfield.
0: Hang on a second. Ryan, can you do me a favor? Can you mute your mic when you're not talking because it's really loud and it's interfering with what we're doing. All right, thanks. So, and I'll bring you in and out, Ryan. So, Connor, go ahead. Can you repeat yourself, uh, Connor?
7: Yeah, I would stay away from the Broncos' backfield because I don't want any part of a running back by committee or a split backfield. And they also have a guy named Mike Boone who is a third back that they use. So, I'd stay away altogether. All
0: right. Well, we've got Jeff. We got Cody. We got Ryan we got Waggus and we've got Connor. Ryan, you're back with us. All right, where else do we want to go? We got that question answered. Ryan, you have any questions at all for this week's fantasy football lineup, or are you all set? All right, he's not there. Waggus, what about you? You got any fantasy football lineup questions this week?
5: No. I'm, oh Well, I, I actually do have one. So, so the Niners are playing uh, Chiefs, and I've got Kelsey, but I also got Kittle. And, you know, of course I'm going to start Kelsey – uh, but should I start uh, Kittle in the flex position or should I go with uh, Edwards-Alaire?
0: All right, uh, let's get Ooh. to Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, what do you think about that?
4: Wow, I'm debating about Kittle over Hurst myself. Whew.
5: Of course you had him on go the team.
4: would I would go with the Kansas City running back. Because, I mean, he can get two touchdowns in a game any given day.
0: Cody, what do you think?
6: Uh, I'm, I'm rolling with the George Kittle. I think the the Chiefs, they'll be able to – or the Niners' defense, I think they can contain Edward Tilaire. That's just my gut feeling. Okay, Connor?
7: Yeah, I like Kittle as well because I think the Niners' run defense will keep Edward Tilaire in check. And Kittle's due for a big game at some point.
0: All right, Connor, do you have any fantasy football questions uh, for the weekend? Any lineup issues?
7: Yeah, my quarterback issue just keeps getting worse and worse every week. It's still Stafford and Herbert, and Herbert has just not been delivering for me at all. I keep losing every week because of Herbert alone. So I don't know if it's time to go with Stafford or, like, somebody else altogether. Maybe it's time to look at Daniel Jones. (laughs) Cody, what do you think about that?
6: Uh yeah, it's been tough with those two guys. I'm trying to think who the Chargers are playing. Let me uh
0: I got the schedule right here. I I'll bring it up. But uh while you're looking while I'm looking at that, Waggus, well, what do you think of the Connors quarterback dilemma? Which way would you go with that?
5: So, so I would definitely go with uh Stafford, but if you can get uh honestly get rid of both of them. And see if you can pick up a Jared Goff. If you can.
0: Why do you say Jared Goff? They're at Dallas this weekend.
5: Well, because you know uh, Jared Goff has been known to just put up a lot of fantasy points while coming back. Now, I, if it's only for this week, then I would stick with uh, Stafford. But I was, but, but but I thought what he meant was for like the whole season. So,
0: all right. And the Chargers, by the way, are hosting Seattle in this game, Jeff. Uh, let's bring you in because you got every quarterback in the world on your teams. What do you think of the what do now, you think of the question?
4: I have I had the same problem. Herbert crushed me. <laughs> Herbert crushed me this week. I mean he got like only nine nine points. And my other quarterback's Derek Carr. But I was thinking about picking up Mariota after I watched that Falcon 49er game. Is Mariota available?
7: Yes. He I runs, don't know. He yeah.
4: runs and he you got to go with – a. I mean, the league's going to a quarterback that can run and pass now. They get you points on the ground. And, you know, and check and see if Mariota is available.
0: Hey, Ryan, uh, Connor got a quarterback dilemma with uh, – Herbert has been killing him every week and mm-hmm. Stafford, and he's thinking of going in a different direction, and he wanted to get some input on that. He said he's losing every week because Herbert – Is killing him, and he's thinking of going in a different direction. What do you think?
1: Um, A lot of people have Stafford rated as the number six quarterback this week. They're at Detroit, correct? Everybody? Uh,
0: No, Detroit is at Dallas.
1: Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, okay, never mind. Stafford, um, I think it's a long season with McVeigh as the coach. He's going to pick it up, and Herbert, my worry about him – is you know you get a rib injury early in the season that can linger with the quarterback so yep. that might have something to do with it so i wouldn't drop both of them but i would go with Stafford this week
0: yeah the Ra- the rams aren't playing this week so uh the rams have a bye week buffalo the rams the vikings uh and uh philadelphia are the bye teams for week seven Waggus, what do you think Waggus
5: so, um, can you, uh, I'm sorry, Grant, and can you ask that again just one time? Yeah, I mean, like,
0: do you, do you have any other lineups? I think we've answered that as far as Connor goes. He's looking for a different quarterback. Uh, again, the Rams have a bye this week. Uh, but, w- I mean, we can move on if you guys want to go to a different question.
5: Yeah, no, I, I'm good with that, yeah. That's the best hey, I can offer. No, hey, <laughs>
0: Grant,
4: Grant. Yes, Jeff. I want to tell Hey Ryan, I
0: got to put you back in the audience, man. That background noise is killing me. Go ahead,
4: Jeff. I I want to, Connor. You really, uh, I'm looking in my league, and Mariota is available. I'm not in your league, but he has had 24, 17, 15, 13, and 19. He's had one bad game against Cleveland, but I, I would take a look at him. He's double digits almost every every week. All right, Cody, you want to chime in here?
6: Yeah, I, I don't know how many teams are in your league, Connor, but <laughs> I would probably hang on to Herbert as well as Stafford because they're, they're connected to so many elite players on their offenses. And uh, he, Mariota might be nice for a week or two, but you got the whole season to go. And I think Stafford, he'll bounce back as well as Herbert. So I'd hang on to those guys if you could. Just ride All right. the wave. Yeah.
0: Uh Connor, any more questions, buddy?
7: Yeah, about Herbert and I think a big part of his success is Keenan Allen. Do we know when he's coming back? Because I think he's That's a great Keenan question, Allen. Keenan Allen. Sure.
0: That's yeah. a great question. I mean, Keenan Allen is a huge part of that team's success. And I think you know, that is really impacted. Just like look at Aaron Rodgers and not having Devontae Adams. I mean, that is impacted. Keenan Allen is listed as questionable all right, with a hamstring, and they think that he's going to return to full practice uh, before this game against Seattle. So that is very, very good news. He's pretty close to coming back. Would you go that, Cody, would you pick up Keenan? I mean, with Herbert, would you would you hold on to Herbert knowing that Keenan yeah, Allen's coming uh, back, yeah, Cody?
6: especially that he's coming back and they're playing the Seahawks, and it, they're saying it's supposed to be a high-scoring game. I might, I might, I'd roll with a uh, Herbert to start even this week.
0: Okay. Uh, again, he's questionable officially. What about that Waggis? I mean, that's gotta be a big impact. I mean, not having Keenan Allen, if he comes back and can remain healthy, then all of a sudden Justin Herbert as one of the best receivers in the NFL on the field with him.
5: Absolutely. I actually did not think of it like that. Also that, that will open up a lot in the passing game for his uh, deep thread, which is, mike williams which i have as a wide receiver on my team so that that's actually a really yeah. good point
0: jeff right i mean with keenan allen coming back you wouldn't want to get rid of Herbert, would you jeff
4: no because right, i do have there.
0: williams oh you there I, uh,
4: I have williams <laughs> i have williams also and he was a huge you know you probably got <laughs> freaking Johnny unitas
0: on your team somewhere you know what i'm saying <laughs> Hey, I'm uh, Jeff. On my other team, I got Joe Montana, and he's going against Johnny Unitas this week. My my third string quarterback is Joe Namath, and uh, my my backup wide receiver to Jerry Rice is Paul Warfield. And then I have my third guy is Bob Hayes when we got to throw a hail mary, and I need a fastest guy in the world running down the field. Jeff, you're unbelievable, man. You're killing me.
4: Stop it, Grant. Grant, you don't even play fantasy.
0: Oh, my God. Well, let me tell you something. If I did play it, I'd be like you, and I'd have every player in the league on my roster. That's how
4: I would play it. Every freaking player.
0: Hey,
1: Ryan. Ryan, is Jeff a piece of work or what? Seriously, Ryan. He's great. You know what it is? He doesn't have a team. He does DraftKings, probably. So technically, he does have every player. In the league. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love you guys. You guys are the
0: best. Cody, can you imagine having a lineup? Can you imagine having all the players that Jeff has? I mean, good Lord, you
6: know? <laughs> no, <laughs> he's got quite a handful.
4: Cody, Cody, wow. you don't, Cody you don't, you're you full of crap, Cody. You got six teams. I know you've got, <laughs> Cody, you've got like 60 players on your team.
6: Yeah, but I keep my rosters very, very similar. I, <laughs> I go into the season, I target my guys, and I ride with them for the year. And if it works, it works. If not, if not.
1: Yeah.
0: All Cody, right.
1: guys. Cody. Sorry, Grant. No, go ahead, Ryan. Cody, you just brought the energy there, man. <laughs> that was nice. Um, okay, too bad, that, too bad
0: the Broncos don't play with that kind of energy. But go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> oh man.
1: <laughs> okay, my question and my dilemma. It's the tale of two stories. I have Aaron Rodgers and I have Geno Smith. Geno Smith, I got later in the draft. Is his bubble gonna burst? And is Aaron gonna finally play like Aaron? And
0: who do you? All right, play? let's start with. Let's start with Waggus, what do you think of that question?
5: I got to stick with Aaron on this one. The guys have proven, you know, yeah, I, I have to stick with Aaron. All right,
7: Connor. I never thought I'd ever say this, but I'm taking Geno Smith because with Aaron Rodgers, I'd give him like a week or two before I start him to see that he's coming back and getting some good games before I just throw him in there. But, I mean, if you told me that a couple years ago, i think you were crazy.
0: Right. Yeah, you'd be in a mental institution.
4: Right. What do you think, Cody?
7: Hey,
6: to start this week between Geno or Rogers? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know the situation on Aaron Rodgers' thumb, so I would I would play Geno Smith just for at least I would this too. week. All
0: Jeff, right. what do you think of that, Jeff? Well,
4: Aaron Rodgers didn't practice today. He was out with his thumb. Uh, so uh, and then Geno, who's got better weapons, he's got uh, Metcalf. And uh, who's the other receiver? Um,
1: Lockett. He's, he's Tyler Lockett.
4: Lockett, Metcalf, and he, Disney, uh is tied in. And usually gets a touchdown every other game. So I mean, he's got the hot hand. I think he leads the league in percentage in uh, and uh, percentage of uh, passing percentage right now.
1: Well, he gets the ball out quicker than Russell did. That helps too. I mean, Russell run 35 yards and then throw it away on the sideline. Right. So, um, yeah, okay. I think I'm going to go with
4: the chance. Go with the weapons. And he, he usually throws to Lockett and Metcalf about, I, I looked at it, about 18 times. that They get about 18 chances, 16 to 18 touches a game between the two of them.
0: All right. There you go. Any more questions, gentlemen? Yes. No? Okay, go ahead there, uh, Cody.
6: Um, How would you like to have this problem? I got to start either Russell Wilson versus the Jets or Zach Wilson versus the Broncos. Who would you rather start out of those two?
1: Ryan? Um, Zach Wilson because Russ got the hamstring issue and it's not like he's played well anyways. <clears throat> so my uh, would go Zach Wilson. I think that's a better bet. What do you think, Waggots?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward there. Yeah, look, I would stay away from Denver all year. Connor, you would too, right?
7: Yeah, I mean, the Jets are four and two. Jack Wilson has to be some part of that, so I'd go with him. Yep. Jeff?
4: Uh, yeah, that's a hard one. Just go with your heart on that.
6: I'm, I'm just right, afraid anyone, uh, Zach Wilson, with that, he's going to face that Broncos defense in Denver. I, I, right. He might be under 100 yards passing. I, right. I could see that happening.
4: Oh, yeah, that's true. Their bubble's going to burst. <laughs>
6: well, interesting.
0: Guys, uh, really enjoyed the roundtable this week. I'm going to put everyone back in the audience because we've got uh, opening uh, night for the Kings, and I want to spend some time with that. Jeff, thank you very much. Ryan, thank you. Cody, uh, appreciate you. Good stuff, Wagus. Good stuff, Connor. Really appreciate all of your input. Feel free for you guys if you want to call up and ask any more questions uh, on this Open Forum Wednesday. Uh, on Open Forum Wednesday, you're allowed to call more than once. So anyone else that wants to come on, whether you've been on or not, uh, you're more than welcome, and we can do that uh, right here. With that said, we bring Ryan back onto the stage.
1: Okay, Ryan. I, hey, Grant. I just want to follow up on football with one question in the Packers. Do you see them? There's been a lot of chatter out there that they want to go after Claypool, in um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And yeah, and Aaron. This is by all means basically keep Aaron Rodgers happy, so he can walk away at any time. And they could get a lot of weapons back, or you know that would kind of for Pittsburgh it makes sense. They can you know, and I know Green Bay has to get their O line stabilized, but so does Pittsburgh and i feel like chase claypool would be a great pickup for aaron bigger receiver it's just a matter of whether they pull the trigger because i feel like that's going to be the difference in whether or not they truly have the faith in him anymore
0: you know what's interesting i always hear about how important the cohesiveness is between a wide receiver and a quarterback and how they have to work and work and work to get their timing down to get their communication down and i've always wondered And I'm going to ask Sean Salisbury about this on Friday. If you get a talented player like Claypool with a talented quarterback like Rodgers, why does that timing and all of that seem to go to the back burner? I mean, are we supposed Mm. to expect that a wide receiver can hook up with a quarterback for the very first time in the middle of the season and they're going to be on the same page? I mean, don't we always hear that about... You know, we always see quarterbacks and wide receivers working out on their own in the offseason to get their right. timing down. We always hear timing, timing, timing. So I, I'd be curious from a quarterback's perspective. I'm going to ask Sean that on Friday because I think I, I don't know the answer to that question.
1: That's an excellent uh, question, Grant, because I, I think he, it, maybe Sean will say exactly what you said. Once you're at a certain level as a player, that kind of goes out the window. They're still going to meet need to be some timing that you know goes on but yeah good question i'm gonna drop off so you can talk kinks
0: all right thanks bud appreciate it all right good stuff there from ryan this show is sponsored by better help stress we all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills you can set boundaries it empowers you to be the best version of yourself and you know what folks it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma hey if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's online it's easy convenient flexible and it's suited to your schedule all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash grant. Uh, Again, opening night, and so what we're going to do is uh, at 9.30 tonight, after the Kings-Blazers game, I'm going to be right back here on Listen app. okay? If you missed my show with Jerry Reynolds today, just go to my YouTube page if you don't like that with Grant Napier or uh, my social media accounts, and uh, I'll put everything down uh, so you can follow it, all right? So there you have it. I almost fell off my uh, couch as I'm doing this show. You know how I feel about power rankings, right? Like power rankings to me are, that's what you have the standings for. The Bills on ESPN's power rankings are one, and the New York Giants are five. So basically all these rankings that I'm looking for are pretty much based on a team's record. So instead of power rankings, how about you just put the freaking standings up on your page for crying out loud? And again, I really do believe Jeff has Johnny United somewhere in one of his rosters. Got to absolutely has to. All right, let's get to Waggus. Waggus, thanks for participating yeah, in the roundtable, buddy. Good to have you back.
5: Of course. Yeah. No, just uh really like what the Giants are doing. Really goes to show you if you work together as a team, you can really achieve some things, right? So because yep, I always believe felt in your like, coaching. Exactly. I have always felt like, you know, and I know you and Doug would talk about this on your show is if you play hard enough, because there's a reason why you're a professional athlete. If you play hard enough and you play together and you buy in, you you can win 500% of your games. Is that true? I agree.
0: Yes, okay. it is. I totally agree with that. Yep.
5: So, so uh, speaking of I really that, do. I'm watching LeBron right, last night. I still think he, he's he got it. It's it's not like – I don't think he's, like, really falling off. Now, it's not the 2018 LeBron, but I still think he's got it. But it just seems like, you know, he's kind of trying to pass on the torch to Davis – I mean, I, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to ask you is that why doesn't he just be like, this is my team, everybody get out of the way, and because the reason why I ask that because he doesn't have that many uh, obviously years left, right? So I'm, I'm, Correct. I'm guessing, I'm guessing he's trying to win a ring, right? So, I mean, do you think that he kind of sees this roster as you know we're not going to get anywhere? And let me just take a backseat like always you know, because he's done this. I don't know. You know, yeah.
0: think about this. All right. So he had 31 points, 14 rebounds and eight assists last night in 35 minutes. All right. Anthony Davis had 27 points. I don't know how Anthony Davis can play 36 minutes and only have six rebounds. I think I might be able to have six rebounds in 36 minutes. You know, I I, I mean, and I'm 63. I don't understand how Anthony Davis can play 36 minutes and only have six rebounds. But think about LeBron at his age in his 20th season. 31 points, 14 rebounds, and 8 assists. It is his team. I'm with you. I mean, I don't understand that either. I, I'm perplexed by that. I think you make a good point. Patrick Beverly was um, not, not very good last night, um, but you must I, – I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a little perplexed by that. LeBron James is still a really, 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 really good player.
5: Yeah, and, and you know, ESPN, speaking of power rankings, had him at 6. I, I think he's a lot better than 6. I agree with you. Okay. Okay. So as far as uh, getting to the Kings, you know, I'm not going to make a prediction. I'm just really excited about the season. Every time I've felt like this is a year, it's gone down. So I'm, I'm just excited. I'm just going to see how it goes. Uh, but uh, this is probably the most excited I have been. Uh, you okay. know, it, it just seems different, right? There's not a lot of noise. Everybody, you know, it's just the team is just together. But. We will see but Sounds I do good. want to ask you I do want to ask you one last question on open form uh, you know since it's open form yeah so you've tra- you you have traveled a lot during the NBA seasons yes. as well right yes what is the best way to maintain your health and your diet when doing all that traveling and how do discipline you
3: do that?
0: it's okay. discipline it's about having a routine and I've always uh, and again I'll probably wake up dead tomorrow but um, I only missed one game in 32 years of announcing, and it was because of a airport closure in Phoenix, not because of an illness. I always prided myself on getting rest, and I always felt that was the key, is getting rest and not getting depleted with sleep. And being on the road, sometimes we would get in at three in the morning, four in the morning, I would make sure, that I got my sleep regardless of whether it was interrupted sleep or whether I had to take a nap before the, whatever the case. And I made sure that I worked out when I was on the road. There's no excuse. I have no other responsibilities during the day. There's no excuse why I can't get my ass up and get to the gym. And generally speaking, most of the places we stayed had nice fitness centers or gym next door. So I always tried uh, to do that as well. Those were the two things, but I I think rest, I think getting my sleep when I traveled is probably the number one thing. And I'll tell you, you know, you talk about traveling. I had the craziest trip I've ever had in my life. We were playing in Milwaukee. I think it was 2014 or 2015. Uh, Don't hold me on the air, but I believe it was one of those years. The night before the All-Star break. And we're in Milwaukee. And we fly home after the game. And we... Land at about 1.45 in the morning and I wait, get my bag and I walk into the house at about 2.45 in the morning and I unpack and I do my laundry and then I pack again. Uh, my wife wakes up at 6.30. We get in the car, drive to Sacramento, fly to LA, wait three hours, fly from LA to Seoul. All right. Then we had a two and a half hour layover in Seoul, then fly five hours to Bangkok, land in Bangkok at midnight, get to the hotel at 1.30 in the morning and spent five nights and then flew back, landed in the morning in San Francisco, rented a car, drove to Sacramento, and I did the Kings Warriors game that night. That's probably the craziest travel schedule I think I've ever had.
5: Damn, man. I thought me going to Burbank to Vegas back to Sacramento was rough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I'll never forget. I'm standing, I'll never forget getting it. It was so cold when we took off from Milwaukee. And I'll never forget going, wow, I got to go to Sacramento. Then I got to go to LA. Then I got to go to Seoul and then going to Bangkok. And uh, that was, and we were in coach. Other, you know, the Kings was the nicest flight. Yeah, you know, we were, uh, my wife and I were in coach on Korean Airlines on a Airbus 380 in a packed plane going from uh, LA to Seoul. And then from uh, Seoul to Bangkok was uh, five hours, also on a very crowded flight. And that we were we were very happy to say the least when we got off the airplane in uh, Bangkok. That's for sure.
5: All right, and and just uh, real quick, would you say LAX is the worst airport in the world?
0: Uh, yes and no. The new international terminal is beautiful. Uh, they've done a great job with the international. The Bradley terminal is beautiful, and they have now the other new international terminal. I think those are state-of-the-art. I think they're beautiful. The rest of the airport, yes. I think it's terribly designed, and I would agree with you. But the new international terminal at LAX, they did a marvelous job there. It's very, very nice.
5: Better than at SFO? Because I've been to SFO many times.
0: Uh, No, uh, the international terminal, no, I think SFO is better all around. Uh, Those new terminals, the international terminal, both those wings, they're beautiful. I would put the Bradley uh, terminal right up with those, though. They're both very nice. They both did a very nice job with them. I give them credit.
5: Perfect. All right. Thank you, Grant. and love the YouTube show, and we'll continue to watch it.
0: All right. I hope you can listen tonight at 930 yep. after the Kings game. All right. I will definitely see you, be up. Yep. You're the best. All right. So uh, for those of you that are on right now uh, at 930 tonight, all right, I'm going to be right back. Uh, we'll be doing a live show. All right. Let's get to uh, Dorian right here on listen up dorian uh, thank you very much for calling how are you today hey
7: grant thank you so much for having me on your show i appreciate it thank you um i just want to say thank you so much i was born 93 uh you were you have been a big part of my childhood you know calling you and jerry calling kings games uh throughout that 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 street where the kings were really amazing so i just want to say thank you so much for being a part of my childhood i feel like you're you're a great friend of mine so thank you so much grant i wanted to ask you about um, this season and how it reflects on base, you know y- your years of covering the Kings. Um, being in Sacramento, I still live in Sacramento, a lot of purple going around. How do you think the excitement of this season compares to other seasons that you've you know, covered the Kings? And what do you think about uh, Kent Bazemore and Quint Cook um, being removed from the roster this year? Thank you so much, Grant.
0: Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it, and uh, thank you for your support. I think the last time I felt this sense of excitement was when Tyreek uh, was coming off, Rookie of the Year, and the Kings had drafted DeMarcus Cousins. And obviously, that was before fans really knew what the hell was going to happen with DeMarcus joining the team, and what a disaster that was. But um, I would say that year, I would say the hype and the excitement is very similar to this year. But I think this year, you already know you have a two-time all-star in Sabonis. Again, the eyes don't lie. Keegan Murray is going to be a good player. I don't know if he's going to be great, but he's going to be good to very good at the worst. I think you see... Some of the other pieces, I think getting Kevin Herter was uh, a very good trade. So I would say the Tyreek second year, the draft of DeMarcus, there were a lot of excitement leading up to opening night. So I, I would say that as far as this team and what I'm expecting and how I think they can navigate through the West, that's going to be the real key because there are going to be injuries, there are going to be things that change that we can't forecast right now. So we'll see. You know, I, I, I answered the first part of your question. I can't even remember the second part right now because uh, I'm 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 losing my mind. But I would just say this: first of all, again, thank you very much for your support, and it means a lot to me that I was able to be part of your childhood and provide some you know great memories and. Uh, I hope that for your sake, it's a good season tonight, but there is a lot of enthusiasm. I don't think there's any question about that. All right. Um, let's get to uh, Preston. Preston, go ahead, buddy.
4: How hey, how are you, Grant. How you doing? doing fine. How are you? Yes, um, I just wanted to point out or even ask you um, how strange it is that um, like the media always wants to point out the, uh, Kings, like the, their teams in the early 2000s when it's like, you know, that's pretty sad when that's the last time the Kings were good, yep. you know, it's terrible. It's <laughs> awful. Like, I mean, King it's really fans, sad. Yeah, it's like a, as a Kings fan, that's just, it's. I'm like so tired of hearing about that. It's like, yep. the Kings better make the playoffs this year. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I agree. I did a rant on that today. If they don't make the playoffs this year, it's a failed season. There's no other way to say it. If they don't make the playoffs, yeah, it's, it's a like, failed you don't
4: season. See any other team, you don't see any other team like yep. harp about, like, like, I don't even think the Thunder even, like, they, I don't think that team even, like, you know, Westbrook and Durant, like, that was, like, you don't see them harping about that so much as like the kings harping about how good their teams were in the early 2000 it's just like wow
0: yep. that's just forever ago you know yep i'm with you absolutely no question Thanks. All right, that's all i had to say okay Thanks. take care bye-bye all right let's get to uh, eli right here on listen up on this open forum
2: wednesday hello eli how are you hey grant good how are you doing i'm good thank you bud Hey, good. I listened to uh, you and Jerry, and that was awesome. And I think Thank I large, I largely agree with what you guys were saying as far as the Kings likely being maybe somewhere in the high 30s in terms of wins, whether it's 36, 37, 38. I do think that's realistic, and I think if they do that, of course, they probably would be at least a 10 seed, right? And, you know, since expectations yes. aren't even... Expectations aren't really that high. I mean, I don't think they've been very high, but if, if they can manage that and get... A play-in spot, at least that would kind of keep the, the drama going, keep the interest going through the end of the season. And then if they do get a playoff game, then of course the town's going to go crazy. So if they can yeah. at least manage to do what you and Grant are saying, I think that would definitely have a higher interest overall. You know, Sacramento would get a lot more excited, a lot more a lot more tickets would get sold. And, you know, if, if they can just cross that threshold. That's already going in the right direction, in my opinion.
0: Getting off to a good start would help. I mean, the one thing about the West, you know, if you climb into a hole early, uh, it can be really difficult. It can be really difficult. So, you know, to me, that's a real key
2: is not not getting buried early. You know, that that is a real key. But well, we're talking about a six or seven game improvement from last year. We're not aiming for the moon here. Right. <laughs> so yep. That's a great point. I think it, I think good it's point. realistic. And as long as they can do that, then we can bring the excitement back here. And then who knows if you get a play in spot, who knows what happens from there. But I don't know. I just think that um, I, I agree with what you and Jerry were saying. I hope it happens. Um, so uh, yeah. Hey, I wanted to also ask you. Do you have any um, really good memories that stick out when um, when you used to travel around the country? Like any specific restaurant in a city or activity you used to do or something where you just feel like, man, I wish I could go back to Milwaukee and go to X or something like that.
0: I never ever wish I could go back to Milwaukee in the winter. So that that is a bad <laughs> example. Uh, Fair enough. See, I I, I miss. I miss Vancouver and Seattle greatly. They were phenomenal cities to visit and broadcast games. The, Vancouver's a spectacular city. So I always miss that. Uh, Seattle, El Gaucho, uh, to me, is the best restaurant. Uh, I used to love going to El Gaucho and the Metropolitan Grill in Seattle. So I miss those restaurants. Um, I always used to love going to, I mean, it goes without saying, doing a game in Madison Square Garden was the ultimate thrill for me. For a variety of reasons, but that was my number one uh, enjoyment every year. And then I love going to Miami, and going to Miami in the wintertime is so great. And it was so much fun. In addition, to doing the game and going for walks, and if you had an off night, I mean that you really could not beat. But in terms of traveling around the country, you get to know the cities in and out. You get to know you know good eating spots. You get to know good workout places, movie theaters. You know you you you. You know, again, I did it for 32 years. You pretty much know all of the cities. And then I always used to really enjoy visiting cities when they had a new arena. I remember going to Milwaukee, you know, when their new arena opened three years ago. And I was really excited to see that. And The Bucks gave me a, a tour of the arena, uh, which was great. So it, 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 I enjoy doing that as well.
2: Okay so Milwaukee at least has one thing good thing going for it then right Yeah <laughs> so. you know
0: and Milwaukee's probably great in the summer but in the winter it's just is, it's awful awful So what
2: are some other really good food cities I mean I know you mentioned Seattle and New York did you have any others um that you were just Portland eating? well
0: El, Portland Portland has an El Gaucho restaurant too El Gaucho to me is as good as it gets I think it's a phenomenal steakhouse it's great so whether it was Seattle or Portland you know New York speaks for itself Chicago's restaurants are incredible we used to go to gibson's steakhouse a lot and that's a you know renowned great steakhouse not too far from the hotel we stayed at again weather was an issue you knew you're going to freeze your butt off and so um but th- those are some that stick out oklahoma city we used to go to mickey mantles the steakhouse in old town love mickey mantles and uh they had a great lounge connected to the hotel with sports bar and, you know, good old Oklahoma, you can smoke cigars in there and, you know, watch your games. And, you know, so, I mean, it just depends what you like, but sure. each city has its own personal flavor.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of being disciplined, you could probably got to be careful in some of those cities, right?
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, again, you know, you're there to work. You're not there to, you're not on vacation. You know, you're, right. you're there to work and you're there to make sure that you do your job to the best of your ability. Yeah. I mean, are you are going to go out and then, you know, things change when I was younger. And I was the same generation as the players and before cell phones and before the internet, you know, like back in the team that you were referring, or, you know, the last caller was referring to, you know, in the early two thousands, you know, we used to, I used to hang out with the players all the time. We used to go out all the time and they would call me, Hey, let's go. We're meeting in the lobby in five minutes. You know, they call the room. Hey, you ready to go? We're meeting in the lobby. And I'd go down there and it'd be JB and Scott Pollard and Vladi and Peja and uh, other guys and we'd go out to dinner or we'd go we'd hang out you know we had fun uh but those guys knew that when it was time to play basketball they were playing basketball
2: oh yeah that's super cool that you had that rapport with that team back then oh, so,
0: we, it was great it was would, great would say, we used to would, go out all the time
2: would you say that that uh, kind of with the end of the the dream team with the kings was when you didn't really do that as much anymore after after they left the team
0: Yeah, I would say so. And I think another part, you know, I used to go out with Spud Webb almost all the time on the road back in the early 90s, and Spud and I are pretty much the same age. I think it's a generational thing. I think as you get older, um, you know, you then have less in common with the players in that generation. So, you know, everything changes. It's like the evolution of life. As you get older, you have different habits. You do different things. You don't go out as much. Uh, And again, you know, I was the same age as the players for – you know, quite a while. And then when that changed, and plus, I got to tell you, players don't hardly go out anymore because of how our society is. You don't mm-hmm. see uh, a lot of NBA players leaving the hotel anymore. They do room service. They bring, I mean, you should see the players back. They would always bring their Xboxes and their PlayStations and all their video games on the airplane with them because, uh, the, the, everyone's got camera phones. Everyone's, uh, invading your privacy when you go out, if you're an athlete, and it's not, you, you can't really go out and be to yourself anymore. It's not possible. So a lot of the players don't even leave the hotel anymore.
7: Yeah, you raise
2: a great point. I mean, I would, I would love to be able to step in a time machine and see what it was like 30 years ago before, you know, oh, smart and social media, you probably, you probably oh. really missed that, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean, we, w- uh, yes, we had 100% privacy and players didn't have to worry about if they were drinking a beer at a bar or, you know, whatever, you know, as long as they weren't breaking the law, they didn't have anything to worry about. Because other than a couple of fans that might come up and ask for an autograph, but you didn't have to worry about people hounding you and trying to see if you were going to have a mishap and then they would sell it to TMZ or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole different world, you know, now than yeah. it was.
2: That's crazy. All right. Well. Thanks for stepping back into uh, memory lane there, Grant. Hopefully uh, you Thank enjoy, you buddy. you're right. And hopefully the Kings can uh, get into at least 38 wins or so this year.
0: You take care. Thanks very much. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Good call right there from Eli.
2: If you want to come on, hit your hand icon
0: uh, and we will put you on. Hey, Jeff, we will, uh, whoops. Let me, first of all, finish this uh, with uh, Eli. And then oh, we're having a little problem here. Let me see. All right. There's Jeff. Jeff, how are you, buddy? I got your backup now in uh on stage with me or at least well hey grant hey jeff i
4: I wonder i wanted to take you down memory lane talking about lebron james didn't you get the pleasure of calling his first nba game
0: yes i also narrated his first nike commercial as a professional player
4: and and, uh in that game he missed a double double by what one rebound but he almost got a triple double and the Kings won, I guess. I I think I remember. But, yeah, they won. Here's but, something uh, else I
0: remember about that game in the second quarter. Jerry Reynolds said, "If this guy remains healthy, we might be talking about him as the greatest player of all time."
4: Is yep. that right? I I think he got twenty. I think he got twenty five that time. Uh-huh. Something like that. But yeah. uh, how? What? I mean, eighteen years old. What? I mean, what? Can you remember anything like a call you made or? Other than what no, but I re-
0: said. no, but I remember him walking on the court and he had an NBA body at that age, which was remarkable. Uh, and then the other thing I remember was Jerry's comment uh, that he made in the first half that if he remains healthy, you know, when it's all said and done, we may be talking about the greatest player to ever play the game. And there are some people that feel that he is. But if you don't have him as the greatest player, he's in the conversation as top two or three. And that's really not debatable. So I thought that was an incredible statement that Jerry made you know, after watching him play only a couple of minutes.
4: Wow. So did you, how how did you feel? I know you like a sa- bigger sample size, but what did you feel like after calling the game?
0: You knew he was going to be, you, 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 that you knew nice. that he was the real deal, that it wasn't just hype that, you know, for a kid that's coming right out of high school, first thing was that body, he was strong NBA body. And you knew that, you know, he would be, the guy, you know, you just knew that that wow, you were looking at someone that was really, truly, indeed special. Wow,
4: that's uh, That's pretty cool that you you called. Yeah, it is game. very cool. That's yep. awesome. Yep. All right. Thanks, thanks, Grant.
0: Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Now, again, for those of you that have just joined here in the last couple of minutes, I'm going to be back tonight after the Kings game at 9:30. So after the game, this is the place. We'll talk about it. I'll take phone calls, and I'll talk for as long as you all want me to go. That is tonight at 930. All right? Open Forum Wednesday, Fantasy Football Roundtable. Always fun. I'm back in a couple of hours. Enjoy the NBA tonight, and thanks very much for joining me here
6: on Listen Up. So long, everybody.